Hey, this is David. I'm the host of Real Talk with Ramos, and this is our podcast. Hope this encourages you, hope this empowers you, and this will move you to new levels in your life. Hey guys, we got a chance to sit down with amazing missionary kid, Jonathan Manning, and he tells a story about how he came from the end of Australia, coming over here, and how he became the youth pastor for a big church, Trinity International, or Trinity TV, pastored by Rich Wilkinson Sr. Stay tuned and see what's up. Jonathan Manning, how you doing, Jonathan? Doing good, doing good. Good, good. I'll start out with my first question, you know, fairly open, answer however you want. What are you most known for? What am I most known for? Yeah. Um, Man, what am I most known for? I guess I'm uh, probably mostly known for, um, I mean, probably just my personal relationships with everybody, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, most of my people, you know, most people I know is probably my relationship, personal relationships with them, Mm. you know, and... uh, mostly known for occupationally would probably be in the ministry realm you know mm. what I mean and, um, you know in, being in ministry you know ministry. but uh, kind of grew up as a missionary kid ah. yeah that whole the whole f- feel you know so I was in Vienna Austria for um, you know 18 years of my life wow. and then uh, so I grew up over there and then came over here Southeastern University mm-hmm. you know up in Lakeland and, uh, and uh, well, after that um came down here in South Florida and started doing ministry, man. Mm. Yeah. And I, you're the youth pastor, right, for VU Youth for yep. Trinity Church mm-hmm. Miami under Rich Wilkinson Sr. Yeah. Um, yep. I'm assuming that's an extremely high-capacity job. Uh, on top of that, you are also the SU director for MLI, mm-hmm. uh, not yep. only location in Miami, right. but also in Harlem, like we discussed previously. Yeah. On top of that, you're also um, first priority. Yes. You also help out that extension. Yeah. And to the business realm, um, yeah. you also helped out with, uh, you're also a real estate agent. Yeah, I do some real estate down here. Real absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Estate, yeah, that's sure. kind of the tent making business, you know. <laughs> yes, for yeah, sure. Absolutely. For sure, as people say nowadays. Um, how has uh, you been in Vienna for 18 years? And how old are you again? I'm, I'm 26. 26. Yeah, 26. So in the span of eight years, how have you been able to be able to, like, how has SU or SU, um, slash CLC, right. MTL, or however um, affiliations that you may have had, uh, how has that helped propelled you in the last six years? Uh, six to eight years of being able to do all those things as I previously mentioned. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't even think I have, you know, I, I don't even think I, you know, I think I love how you say it, but I mean, like, I don't, I don't even think I've even reached where, where I even want to go personally, oh, wow. and even where, you know, um, you know, where, where I'm just striving for, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, I think God has just been so good and. In the fact of lining up my life to, you know, before 18 years old, you know, I was able to see a vast variety of cultures, you know, travel the world, you know, just being and just doing missions work, you know, that yeah. wasn't even like, you know, it wasn't even like we were vacationing or anything, but it was just, you know, just a blessing to go do that and see that. Um, so I think there's a point when you kind of come over here, um, and I landed, you know, there's a point of gratefulness. Of going to a lot of different countries, a lot of different things, and uh, and it and when you kind of have a clarity of your calling and what you feel like 
you've been called to do and what God's placed on your heart, you know, um, there's just a focus, you know, that you, that you kind of, you hone in on. There's a focus of, on, on anything, you know, whatever you do. I think when you start focusing and you start going after it, you know, um, I just believe that, that you will see a harvest. You will see, you know, you will see a, um, a reward come back to it, you know, same thing. I go and I work at Dunkin' Donuts, which I actually did. And my, wow. I worked at Dunkin' Donuts my freshman year of college, you know, really? worked there actually two years, got my call out card. But if I go work at Dunkin' Donuts, yeah. you know, in the end, mm-hmm. like I'm still getting paid for that. And if I seriously say, hey, I'm gonna commit myself to a corporation like Dunkin' Donuts and I go after it, you know what yeah. I mean? I mean, eventually, if you work there long enough, hard enough, and you know, you strive, you're going to grow and you're going to get more money and you're going to eventually become manager and then regional manager, you know, and climb the ranks. You know, I think that's very much like a lot of things in life. You know, you, mm. you know, the question is for a lot of us is what are you focusing on? You know, where, where are, where are you going? Where do you feel God, what has God gifted you with? What are you, what gets you excited? You know, what really gets your clock ticking? And maybe that's directly in correlation with your calling, you know? Mm. Um, I think it's just a very unique place that we're at in this time that, um, honestly, we, you know, you look several hundred years back, if you were a, if you were a farmer, you, you know, yeah. your father was a farmer, and you kind of were a farmer, you know <laughs> what I mean? Was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if, you know, you were, you know, if, you worked as a horseman or whatever, you were in the military, that was really what your occupation is, was there. Like today we're in a season where you actually get to try to choose and kind of say, hey, wherever my heart's desire, I can go and kind of go after. Um, so I think it's just a beautiful time that in this season and now you can kind of really seek God and really say, hey man, what has God gifted me with? What is what, is, what do I get excited that I almost do for free, you <laughs> yes. know? And um, and in all of it, I want to bring glory to God, but maybe, man, this is directly a correlation to my calling, and let me really start to go explore that, you yes. know, and uh, go after it, you know? So I think we have a lot of actors, musicians. We have a lot of people that are, you know, artists that um, that are called, you know what I mean? And, uh, and you know, it's really the point of saying, man, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go strive. I'm going to focus on it and go after it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, I think God works through that. For sure, for yeah. sure. Um, my next question is, uh, you, throughout your whole life, your tenure in Vienna as well as your tenure in the U.S., what has probably been, like, some of, maybe if you had multiple or just one, challenges that you have had to face, um, facing your calling yeah yeah man I think um, uh, you know uh, I, I was I really was hit hard when I was in um, um, college and uh, just those times when you're coming from high school to go to college and you're trying to figure out you know what am I supposed to do where am I going you know yeah and um, and man I I <clears throat> I, when I was really facing my calling and the, the piece of like what, what I've been called the full-time ministry because I really believe we all been called yes we all been called and um, but I do believe that there is a you know there is a calling to full-time ministry there's a calling towards that 
And, um, and so I grew up as a missionary's kid, a pastor's son. Um, and so, you know, you're you have that, that whole thing. You come to church, you know, you're supposed to be in high school. You're supposed to be the good, the good kid. You're supposed to be the pastoral kid. And mm -hmm. at the same time, you know, then you're going off hanging out with your friends. You're drinking, smoking, <laughs> doing all that. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. you know, it, it, I, think that's, I think that's one of the biggest struggles, too, is knowing that you're living a double standard life, you mm -hmm. know. And um, and then there's embarrassing moments in there too because even your own friends when they will come to church or you invite oh them gosh. and you know they as well know your double standard life in the same in the same realm. Yep. And so um, and I think that's just a constant battle that you're constantly having to really go between and go between your faith and go between like you know I believe in God but I you know don't want to. Do anything, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just yeah. like it's just like um, you know I want to go live my life and do things my way, do you know and and go my way, but I don't really want to follow this and mm. um, and so you know I think it comes down to being a choice. Right. Honestly, I I think when God becomes real for you, when you really have a true encounter with God, and you really give your life to God in that sense, you know, that calling becomes clear, you know, um, that calling to ministry, that calling to man. I, I am called to serve God. I, I was actually created for this, mm -hmm. you know, like when I actually read scripture and I do, and I'm actually starting to act what scripture is laid out for me to do, I actually come to realize, like, I was created for this, you know. Sure, I was yeah. created where... If I'm giving something, you know, it talks about us giving and being people that aren't stingy and aren't, you know, just holding everything in and not being people of mammon and just about money and about materialistic things, but be people about God. And I'm, I'm a person that's, um, I'm a person that's literally okay with just, you know, handing my thing. And there's a fulfillment in that. Yes. There's a fulfillment that you can't explain. There's a fulfillment that other people I just don't think have, mm -hmm. honestly, when they're not living in that lifestyle. Um, so, man, I think when that calling comes clear for a person, and really clear, you know, because if it's not from God, really, it's, if you want to call it your calling, really, it's just your own ambition. Mm -hmm. It's your own self, hey, I just want to be successful. Mm -hmm. And and then that will lead you into that big spiral. It's just... It's just a, it's, that's what it is. It's a spiral. Let me go, let me go get more money, more cars, another house. Let me get everything that I need, everything that I want. And then when you get there, then you just want more. Yes. You know what I mean? And so let me go work harder. Let me go get more money. Let me go get this. And then it's just more, 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 more. You just get into that cycle of success. And that's saying that's not bad. But if you don't have your perspective right, mm. if you don't have a true, are you feeling, man, I know I've been called, who I've been called to, what I've been called to. Mm. I mean, man, you're just going to end up as a hamster on a hamster wheel, running in cycles and circles mm. and circles and circles and circles. And you're just going to be chasing, you're going to be chasing life. You're going to be chasing things, mm. you know, that will all in the end burn away. That's true. You know, That's true. All, the, all the way will be gone, you know. And so, um, yeah, so going back to your question, I think, when your calling becomes real for you is when you make the choice 
when you make the choice to say, man, I'm going to take God for real. Yeah. I'm going to take God for real. I'm not going to, I'm done playing games. I'm done trying to do things my way. And God, I'm going to do it your way. And um, man, when you decide that, when you say, man, I'm going after that, man, I think God just reveals so much to you. He opens up the doors and um, man, that process, you just, you know, it's just, uh, there's a fulfillment in it. You know, there is just a, such a joy in it, you know, and you know you're in the right place. But, you know, getting there, you know, when you're in, in those college stages, oh, yeah. man, when you're in those college stages, those are some confusing times, oh, you know, because yes. some hard times. It's like, man, and um, I think we try to correlate our calling so much to occupationally, mm. you know, of... Well, I might have been called to do this, and it's an occupation. You know, I've been called to be a businessman. I've been called to be, you know, a scientist. I've been called to be, you, you know, um, I think we have to start back with our heart first. You know, mm-hmm. we have to take, take a step back and say, man, before going occupationally and all that stuff, and that's great while we're pursuing that. But um, going back to God, where, with my relationship with you, what, what are you calling me here with? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Am I taking this? Seriously, am I doing this, you know, in a real sense? Um, That's so good. Am I actually living out the faith that I believe, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, that I say I believe? Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And to um, some of our listeners out there, you know, uh, for bunches of them are college kids. So what would you say to those uh, college kids or what would you say to you being in college um, if – someone would ask you or you, your younger self was to ask you what's the difference between the having an assignment and your calling having an assignment and a calling especially in college because um, right going back to your time in college ministry focused uh, right. business focused um, you had a lot of different assignments right right but different than your calling right your calling doesn't change you know um, like your assignment in that season might change. Mm. So your se- assignment in that season might to be a college student. And it's a season where God has called you to study. Go 100%. Be excellent in what you do. Mm. Um, and that's your, your season of assignment. But my calling to live for Christ, to put God first in everything I do, you know, that doesn't change. That, that, that doesn't change at all. Mm. So when you understand what your goal is and where you're going, then the pathway uh, uh, the pathway is very, um, it gets a lot easier. You know, I, I used to, when I came out, I started dirt biking. Wow. And um, when you're learning how to dirt bike, they say, you know, when you're coming around the corner, they say, look, <clears throat> look to where you're going. And the bike will naturally line up with you. Mm. So there might be bumps on the road, There's might, but if you're looking to where you're going, so while you're taking that turn, you're coming, I'm already looking to the goal, I'm already looking to where I've been, where I'm going. Yeah. Then the bike will, you know, it goes over some, it goes over some rocks, goes over some stumps, everything like that, and there's bumps in the way, there's different things, but I'm going towards my calling, and, and the bike aligns with me to where I'm going. So if you start to align yourself towards God, you start, I'm saying, man, I'm aligning myself towards God. The rest of your life and your assignments should align towards that as well. Wow. So you might be in the media realm, and you might be 
you know, an actor and going out for auditions and everything like that. But if you align yourself towards God, well, then that assignment that you're creating, I mean, you it will directly it will directly correlate to your you know your choices and what you're going to do during that season that time what roles to accept what roles not to accept you know um what are you going to do you know during this season you know um same thing with same thing with business Mm. you know i mean again like are you are you with what you're doing with what you're working at with what god's gifted you with you know are you steering people towards Jesus? Are like when people look at you, what do they say about you? Hmm. I mean, for everybody, like listening and hearing, like when they look at you, when they think about your name, about what you believe in, what's the one, two, three words that they will say about you? Like what you believe in, what you're all about. Hmm. I mean, we got to be people that are all about Jesus and getting people to Jesus. I mean, that's what we all, we have to be about, you know, and our lives have to have to mimic that and show that, you know. Um, I just think in, when you're, when it's your assignment, you know, and you feel God's put you in a season and this is, is an assignment season, like so, like you said, you're in college and you're in school. Well, this is a season. This is a season. But in that season, you're going to have relationships that are going to be lifelong relationships. You're going to have friends that you will build. You will have professors that believe and don't believe. And how you interact and what you do during that season matters. During that season. And how is it correlating to your calling? How is it correlating to what God's called you to in that moment? Mm-hmm. You know, How is your life reflecting who Jesus is? You know? mm-hmm. I like what you said with calling. And I'm going to go off um, on the relationship thing relationship thing and being in college uh, you're kind of a newlywed yeah um, yeah January yes yeah. January you guys have had your own house you guys are now leasing a place down here in South Beach yeah um, a lot of exciting moves for you Jonathan but in college uh, how would you how would you address the people who are a in a relationship and how would you address the people who are single and they're kind of like freaking out you know they're you're in college, you're kind of old, you see your yeah. friends getting married, especially being an SCU, man, ring before spring is the yeah. time people <laughs> like to go off all the time. Yeah, yeah. So how would you address that in singleness and being faithful, I guess, when you're in a relationship and being faithful to God in your singleness? Yeah, man. Um, you know, again, I think it comes down to you. You have to make the choice. You have to make the boundaries or the guardrails. Um, you know, being uh, being in relationships in college, you know, looking for things. Um, you know, I just push. I think dating. You know, if you're going out on dates and you're you're going towards that direction, uh, man, have a friendship and a relationship. Even if you're in the relationship, strive to talk more. Strive to go do events that are memories together. Um, where you actually get to know that person. Right when you cross the physical realm, you cross that physical boundary, it takes the relationship to a completely different level, a completely different thought process. And then many times you're staying in that relationship because of that, that physical thing that you guys went and did. Mm. And like, 
you know, whether you went it went off and you crossed the physical boundary and you're st- you're staying in that relationship because you you went past that, you did that, yeah. you know, and it's kind of keeping you in when you might have known, like, man, I'm not sure if this is going to be it for me. Mm. And so I, I mean, I just encourage everybody that you know, like I said, I just got married, but um, <clears throat> I just encourage everybody to actually get to know the person. <laughs> yeah. Go get to know the person, like, and have that end goal in mind again. Like, I'm dating for marriage. I'm not dating to date. Mm. You know, I'm dating for marriage. So my end goal in mind when I'm dating is, is this the person for me that that I want to marry? You know what I mean? Yes. Like, that I want to spend the rest of my life with. Yes. And so have that end goal in mind. When you have that end goal in mind, you're not dating just to date. You know, you, you see the person that... Um, you know, you you know you never marry, but they seem like a great person just to date for the time being. You know, we've all we've all done that. You know, uh, but you know they just are exed out of your mind right away because you know, like man, I don't see myself in that with with them that my future and um and my motives aren't right here. Know. You know what I mean? My motive. Know. You know, yeah. you really got to do a lot of self evaluation. I think mm. I think it really comes down to. Where's your motives? Where's your heart in this? Are you getting to the together with them just because they're hot? You know, like they look good. Um, are you, yeah, you know, are you getting together? You know, I know a lot of guys down here. You see this in South Florida a lot, you know. We're getting together because they have a lot of money, you know, like oh like straight up, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, where's your heart? Where's your motive? And then in the relationship, keep yourself accountable, man. Man, have boundaries have guardrails you know don't go into your house don't go into your room like you're setting yourself up for failure you know go to public places you know put yourself into scenarios where you know you can't sin you know you can't you know you can't do you can't go past those boundaries you know make a time at night that you guys are back home Mm -hmm. and you're you know, you've dropped her off, you're at home, and, you know, there's 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 boundaries there. You know, and again, that's up to you. That is all on you, man. If you want to live a pure life, you want to live for Christ, you want to live in a right relationship, you know, we've all failed. That's what uh, the, the beauty of that, the grace of God is like, man, we've all failed. But, hey, get back up and make those boundaries. Mm-hmm. You know, get back up and say, no, God's called me here. I've called to live a life of purity. I've called to live a life that's glorifying to Him. And make those boundaries, you know? Make sure to say, hey, God, I give this to you. I surrender this to you, but I'm moving forward here. And in this relationship, I'm going to glorify you. And when you do that, man, and you get married, I'll just say, like, it's the most fulfilling thing. Mm-hmm. It is the most fulfilling thing. You know, you, you give it to God, and you have a glorifying relationship. And those years, we dated two years prior before getting married and and uh, we did long season of long distance together and and um man it's just the most fulfilling thing is when you do it right wow you know so wow. so you know touching on a, a little bit of marriage and touching on a little bit of college in totality um can you remember one scenario to where your faith was like die hard tested like crazy tested and how did you overcome that yeah, die hard tested, man. Um, man, that's a good question. Yeah, I would, I would definitely think it was in college. Mm. You know, um, there were, 
it's always in the low seasons when your your faith really tested. I went out and you know I was I went to a Christian school, you know, yeah. so naturally you come as a missionary kid, pastor's kid, and you know um, you kind of go out for all these leadership positions and all these scholarship positions that you're trying and. And I went out for worship team. I went out for music bands. And I went, you know, I just went, I was like, man, I just want to, I would kind of say, I just want to do something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember being rejected, rejected just like, you know, it, it's one thing to be rejected by the world in some sense, but then like then to re- be rejected by, you know, what you're supposed to be called family and your own Christians oh. and all that stuff like that and the, your own church. And, and um, you know, I think in those seasons, where you're like, you're just in a, I think my biggest thing, because I just love, I have an issue, like my, my biggest piece that I'm always having to work on is I just, I just like to appease everybody, you know, to make sure mm-hmm. that like everyone's doing okay, you know? <laughs> um, so like rejection, I just hate rejection. So like <clears throat> my seasons, I like I, there's a season just re- from rejection in school, you know? Um, I remember I got out of a really bad relationship mm-hmm. and, um, and I was just like, just broken, you know. Um, you know, obviously, um, I think it was a season where my finances weren't doing that great either. You know, and I was trying to figure out: am I even going to be able to stay at this school? Do I have to go mm-hmm. somewhere else? And um, you know, I just, I just remember, like, you know, in those seasons, I was on the dock, and you're, you're toiling with like concepts of like, all right, well, is God even real? And really questioning those, those, those deep questions, like, is God real? Is, is He? really there you know um and um and you 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 just kind of you kind of get into that cycle again it's a cycle you kind of you get into a lull you know it's those moments where you break up with somebody where something dramatically happens in the family i remember my grandma just died in that season too and so like there's just a you know just one of those rough seasons you know you have a death in the family you're breaking up you know you're you're kind of being rejected by your peers and all this stuff like that um so uh, yeah that was that was that was a tough season in college that was a tough season um but again I think when you go back to remembering you know for me like I, what was the beauty is like I mean I was saved I was saved before college and I mean I just when rem- I just remember what God did in my life in prior seasons, you know, and this is where the faith aspect comes into play, is you remember and you have faith, you know, you remember what God has done, remember his, what he's promised, and, and then, man, you just have faith that, man, he's real, man, he's real, God is there for me, God is for me, he's not against me, and, and my life is for God, my life is for Christ, it's not for anybody else, you know, and, Man, my job is to go out there and work, do my hardest, do my best, send out those resumes, and then God will open those doors. Mm-hmm. God will lead me. God will direct me. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, man, I just remember, I just remember like just getting into time with prayer, getting in time and in, in those questioning times. You know, you I, not just sitting on my butt and saying, "Oh, well, that's it. I'm done." You know, because many many people just say like. Hey, I'm done, and I don't want to believe in God. And the reality is, like, no, it's not that you don't want to believe in God. It's really just you just want to go do, like, what you want to do. Mm-hmm. That's the reality. 
like let's be honest here like you don't actually want to you don't actually want like it's not the really the question of the belief it's like you're just going to go do what you want to do and you know that this is going to take sacrifice so you don't want to go do that like mm-hmm. that's the truth like let's be honest here yes. you know what i mean so um so yeah i mean man when i got when i i just had some phenomenal mentors that were around me that poured life into me that um really you know really directed me and steered me again like make sure in those seasons like you surround yourself with good people right people that are around you don't be hanging out with you know the guy down the hall that's smoking pot and like you know what i mean going clubbing every night and not doing anything with their life you know what i mean i mean you know just like it's is that really you know i love that guy you know what i mean i mean again i was that guy (laughs) i mean i was that guy but i know when i was in that season I was when I was like seriously in that season, like I wasn't going into any place that was going to like get me to the next next level in my life. Mm. No, no, you're wasting your life. Yeah, you're wasting your life. That's what you're doing. You know, you're partying it up. And many times, like we're saying, hey, you know, I want to do this, and and really, what you're when you what you say to God, this is what you say to God. When you choose to go do it your way, you're telling God. I think my way is better than your way. Mm. That's what you're telling God. True. When I choose that relationship that I know I probably shouldn't go into, but I choose it anyways just because of my feelings in that current moment, I'm telling God, God, I know that you promised me a woman that's, that's going to be this, this, and this. I know that it's, she's going to be smart, that she's going to be beautiful, that she's going to be successful, but I don't believe you. So I'm going to go... And I'm going to choose this relationship right now because I don't believe in your promise for me. Very true. Very true. Um, you know, one more thing before we go. Uh, but before we go, I do want to say I really like that bit you said, um, partly because it aligns with something, you know, my devotion this morning. Uh, I, was reading, uh, 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 I was reading Colossians, and I was also reading Jeremiah. I was reading, and I was reading Pop. Psalm 78, 78, 79. And in mm-hmm. those psalms, I love it because it brings back these people did not remember who parted the seas. These people don't remember who sent the plagues. These people don't remember who changed the Pharaoh's heart. These people, mm-hmm. And it just goes on and on and on. Did you forget what I did for you? And you know, while doing yeah. my devotions and my journaling, I wrote yeah. big letters. Did they yeah. forgot? Did I? And then it was just a big question mark. Right. It was like, the promises God has yeah. for us. And yeah. it went back to something I was reading and uh, a friend gave me a book called 112. It's mm. a semester devotional that you got. It's good. And it was, uh, I was on John chapter 3 in Nicodemus. And it was talking a lot about how Nicodemus couldn't have faith in what God did, um, what was happening in the earthly. How can he have faith in the heavenly? Right. So it's more like, how are you how can you not have faith in what I've done for you before? Right. And if you can't have faith for what I've done for you before, how can you believe in me to do it again? Right, right. And so it, it just, you know, that just perfectly aligns with it. Yeah. Um, what I've been praying for. And before we go, um, I do want to ask you one more question. If what could have been, okay, what's the best piece of advice you could give someone that is going through tough times in college not only just financially spiritually physically temptation wise of relationships like this right. kid is walking around campus and everyone else 
relationships boot up and everything. Right, right. And and this person's also like so distracted that they can't even pass classes. Yeah. Um, school year's about to start for SCU mm-hmm. next Wednesday. Um, what would you give that kid uh, to get them like what what can you say to that person? Yeah. Yeah, man, if you're in a season that <clears throat> you're going through stuff, you know, um, man, I would just say align yourself with God. Get alone. Man, you need to spend time with God. Get some mentors around you, people that can speak life into you. Um, and, man, I would... Yeah, I, I just get alone because when you get alone with God, when you get into his presence, when you start to read his word, you know, you start to read truth over your life. Man, the, the promises that you're talking about, while you're reading the scripture, while you're going through, you start to remember the promises of God and what he's done mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. And it, it you cannot do anything except to elevate your thinking, to say, man, this is a physical situation right now. This is a season right now, something I'm going through, and then you go to you you come to the realization maybe God is trying to teach me something through this season. What is it? And you start to elevate your thinking. Because remember, God is for you. You know, He says, and He says that, you know, He's our Father in heaven. So, like a father for any son, if I when I go out with my dad, you know, I never have to worry if he's going to buy my meal <laughs> my bet my father even to this day you know what i mean i love when my dad wants to go out to lunch i i love going out to lunch with my dad i'm right let's go you know what i mean because when i go out i never have to worry he's gonna buy my meal he has me he's taking care of me the fight is already won the fight is fixed like so whatever you're going after whatever your assignment is in that current season the victory has already happened I, you don't have to worry I don't have to work. Now I have to work, yeah. It's, there's going to be some troubling times. There's going to be some trying times. And it might last a long time. But understand, the end victory has already been won. So financially, he's going to take care of everything you need. Educationally, hey, keep working at it. You fail, get back up. But don't worry. It's, it's going to take care. It's going to take care of itself. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think when you get alone with God, it will elevate your thinking and take you to the next level. So, mm, yeah. For sure, for sure. All right, John, then, unfortunately, that's um, all the time we have, but it was a pleasure talking to you. Absolutely, Thank you for man. doing this Absolutely. first podcast. Absolutely, I appreciate man. you. And, Absolutely. you know, tune in next time, man.